RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to the Lawfather Podcast. Welcome to the new Lawfather Studios, which is actually right here in my office. Uh, as always, like, subscribe, review, do everything that you do. Do it for the podcast, download the podcast, go over to social media, just search for at the Law Father. You'll find us. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. We're back on Twitter now, it turns out. I guess uh, somebody hacked our Twitter account, which got us uh, suspended on Twitter. But uh, Twitter let us back in, so maybe we'll actually start using it now. Um, so just take a look at all those places. Got a lot of videos on the Law Father, uh, Law Father site, just going over a bunch of different legal things. Remember, don't take yourself too seriously. I don't take myself too seriously. So when you watch some of those videos, just keep in mind a lot of times there's meant to be a little bit of humor in in what you see there because, you know what, as we learned over the past week, um, you know, a little bit of humor can go a long way because there's some really serious things that have gone on. And those of you who, you know, are... are not aware, uh, although I would assume most of uh, the country is aware that there was a major hurricane that hit Fort Myers. And what what most of you probably don't realize is is that hurricane, and when we actually were doing the last show, uh, last Monday, we were ready, like Jason and I were talking just before, I live in evacuation zone A in Tampa, Jason lives in, in evacuation zone B in Tampa, and it was this storm is coming and it's nine to 12 foot storm surge. And, you know, it's, uh, we're going to get inundated with water and flooded and everything else. And when we left the office that Monday, we had everything up on desks and stacked up high just in case, uh, we got floods and then the office is a little bit more inland. So it was a little less concerned with the office itself, but that's what we were expecting when we were doing this show last Monday. Um, Fast forward to Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Still, hey, it's coming to Tampa, coming to Tampa. Tampa is going to absolutely get demolished. And uh, I do see a comment here that, you know, someone who lost their home. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, really, really sorry to hear that. I know Sanibel Island got absolutely crushed. Um, you know, as of Tuesday, I was, I was on my way out uh, Tuesday morning. Tuesday afternoon, it's still Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. And then... Yeah, I can't remember if it was the 5 p.m. They update the hurricane statuses uh, at certain segments of the day. I, I want to say it was the 5 p.m., but you know, I'm sure someone out there will fact check me and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm sure they will gladly leave comments to tell me how wrong I am. But I believe it was the 5 p.m. Uh, update where it was uh, the hurricane took a little wobble. To the, to the east, I believe it was, that it took that wobble, which actually put the projected path a little bit further south. And Fort Myers is two hours south of Tampa. And that little wobble was what pushed it to Fort Myers versus pushing it to Tampa. And those of you who have seen the news just really kind of utter destruction. Uh, I know I talked to, uh, or at least my office talked to a client today, a current client who completely lost her home. They live in Fort Myers. House is completely gone. And uh, that actually spurred the thought of what we're going to talk about today. Um, so those of you on the podcast who are listening, I, I do invite you, those of you who are on Instagram Live, uh, you did hear this already. But those of you listening to the podcast, go on over to our Instagram page, check out the stories, and there'll be a link for our, uh, I set up a GoFundMe page. That was really the only way I could set it up and track everything. And uh, that way, 
the donations can be made. And what we're going to do here as the Law Father is you'll get a Law Father shirt up to $50, and I got a bunch of branded Bills hats on their way. Uh, so anything over $50 uh, will be a branded Bills hat. Okay, so that's what we're doing. All of those proceeds are going to go to uh, a nonprofit for hurricane relief. Uh, not sure what that's going to be. I got a couple different options in mind. Uh, I'm going to talk to a couple different people that I know and uh, see what they have going on. A couple different nonprofits and seeing if it's something that that they're doing and they're putting any money towards. So check out that link and you know let's get into the topic of the show today. All right and. The topic of the show today is about property damage and what to do if your home was damaged, right? So look, just because the storm hit Fort Myers and Fort Myers got the worst of it doesn't mean you don't have damage, right? I I mean, I was down in Fort Lauderdale pretty much as as far away from the storm as you could get. And and they're showing on the news this storm that was incredibly massive, right? And and we had tropical storm force winds and rains and... and, um, and, uh, and the waves and everything else down in Fort Lauderdale just before, about 12 hours or so before that hurricane made landfall in Fort Myers, right? Um, there's a lot of people in Eastern Hillsborough County, Southern Hillsborough County, uh, some even in the city of Tampa that had some, you know, pretty, pretty serious damage. I mean, uh, I don't know, they like these oak trees around here. And you know, oak trees uh, tend to not do well in storms. So, uh, you know, lots of damage, lots of things that happen there. So, you know, this is a, a really wide ranging topic covering a lot of people who live in Florida. And it's, it's really more of a Florida centric topic for the day. Right. And I'd say the Tampa Bay area as a whole. Right. And even extending out past uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, shoot, Polk County, which is pretty inland. Right. Driving up. Like, Number one, 75 was closed because of flooding. So we couldn't come home. 75 took 95 to State Road 60, Yeehaw Junction, um, which as an aside, you've been by the Desert Inn? Desert Inn's completely destroyed. I guess a car ran into it. So uh, those of you who are familiar with the Desert Inn, it's where the Cowboys used to come. Yeehaw Junction, that's literally what it's called. That's not me making fun of it. It is Yeehaw Junction. And uh, there's a place called Desert Inn that sits right there and it Apparently the cowboys, as they were moving cows back and forth, used to go to the desert inn and there was a little bar there. Um, so anyway, uh, it's really, a car ran into it at one point and it's, it's almost completely destroyed. But anyway, coming down through six, you got to go through Polk County. Polk County was nothing but floods and no electricity. And you could see houses that, you know, about 200 miles, 200 yards off the, uh, off state road 60 that, you know, about half the, half the way up the house, just water. Okay. So really, really significant event, really, really affecting a lot of people. Right. And so I'm hoping that the purpose of today's show helps somebody, helps somebody who was there, helps somebody whose house was damaged, who completely lost their house, whose house literally floated away. Right. Uh, there, there's options. Okay. Uh, now, hopefully you had homeowner's insurance. And, and what I want to talk to you all about today is what you do now, right? What are the next steps? How do you go from where you are today to getting things fixed and getting your insurance coverage to take care of it? Now, two things. Number one, hopefully you had homeowner's insurance, right? Which will cover your wind damage, um, things falling, 
damage, right? Which would kind of go hand in hand with, well, wind damage. But, and I get, and there's a third, there's a third piece too, right? If you have car insurance, so if your car got damaged, you'd be looking to your, uh, your comprehensive coverage, right? So hopefully you have comp and collision comprehensive and collision coverage. Touch on that here uh, towards the end. But the big thing, this was a major, major, major water event, more so, well, it also became, became a major wind event when it, when it, on, as of last Monday, it was a major water event. By the time it hit, it was pretty close to category five. It was seven miles an hour. When it made landfall, it was seven miles an hour short of the wind speed, sustained wind speed necessary to make it a category five. So category five is the highest. So this was, this was very, very significant. If your damage was flood damage, your homeowner's policy, now I'm gonna make a broad generalization, but it holds true uh, just about every, every time. I don't know of a homeowner's policy that covers flooding at all, okay? So for the most part, flood damage falls under flood policy. So, uh, and I think what, what became difficult with this one, with this storm, is you had a lot of people who weren't required to have flood protection or flood insurance ended up getting flooded out, right? So those areas in Polk County that I was talking about that are inland that never see any flooding don't have flood insurance, but there's floodwaters halfway up the first floor of their house. If they don't have flood insurance, they're stuck, right? Their homeowner insurance, for the most part, isn't going to cover that. It's really more of the exception if it did cover it. So if we look at what the rule is, right, even though it's not a quote-unquote rule, but the rule would be homeowner's insurance doesn't cover floods. The exception to that rule would be a homeowner's policy that did cover floods. So those people are, are in a world of hurt who didn't have flood coverage. So hopefully you did. And a lot of it's backed by FEMA. Um, I know a lot of us who live in South Tampa have to have flood policies. It's, a, it's usually a condition with a mortgage because we're in flood zones. And uh, so you know, uh, there's a lot. My, most of South Tampa, I know, uh, has flood policies. Now, if you own your house outright, you can do whatever the heck you want. You can have insurance. You can not have insurance. You can have flood insurance. You can not have flood insurance. But if it ends up being a flood and you don't have flood insurance, you're toast, right? So with that in mind, the process is going to be very simple. There, there's, it, well, it's not a simple process. It's similar. It's going to be a very similar process between working with the flood coverage and working with the homeowner's coverage, right? Now, hopefully... And we can't go back and change this, but hopefully before the storm, you took pictures, maybe a video of everything that you had, right? Uh, common exclusions, just to kind of think through some of the moving parts, uh, expensive jewelry, so watches, engagement rings, uh, wedding rings, typically excluded from homeowner's policies unless you have a homeowner's policy rider for the jewelry, Problem is usually those are a little bit more expensive. So usually when you're dealing with jewelry, you get a, a special policy by, there's companies that write just jewelry policies and they're, they're not really all that expensive. So, um, you know, that's generally where your high value jewelry goes. So generally that's an exception on your homeowner's policy. So if it is an exception and you lost jewelry as a result, that's the insurance that you're going to have to go to. Now, Everything else, right? Hopefully, like I said, you took pictures, have video. 
that makes it a whole lot easier because now it's a lot harder for them to come back and go, them being the insurance company, and go, well, you didn't really own that. How do we know you own that? Do you have proof that you own that? Yes, I do. I took a video just before, and what I did actually just before we left is I, so keep this in mind for the next one. I actually took, I mean, we all have phones, right? All these phones have cameras and videos. I literally just walked through, took me, you know, about five minutes a floor, walked through, took a video of everything, kind of pointed out, you know, Sony TV, refrigerator, refrigerator, that type of thing, all, all the way through the house, right? Um, just documented what was there. So that way I'd have it on my phone and could go, hey, look, here it is. Here's, here's what I have. Um, and they can see what the model is and everything else. So that's an important part, but we can't go back and change that. So start gathering that stuff. If you didn't do a video, didn't do pictures before, start finding a way to gather. Uh, so if you bought the stuff online, start pulling those receipts, start pulling those confirmations from that email. So that way you have it, right? Uh, you have a, a, a short window to file a claim, right? So typically you have four years to file, but with a hurricane event, it's different. You have two years to file your claim, the initial claim. You have three years to file a supplemental claim, okay? not And that's not for a total of five, right? It's not that you have two years for one, and then at the expiration of those two years, you have another three years. No, it's, it's three years total, two years for the initial, then three for the supplemental. So keep that in mind as you're working through. There is a limited time. Now, one of the really, really important things that you need to consider is you have a duty and an obligation. This duty and obligation really, it, it flows through every area of law, but it's really important in this sense in that you have a duty and obligation to do what's called mitigating your damages. And what that means is it's just a fancy way of saying, don't make the damage worse right? If you make the damage worse or you don't do something to prevent the damage from getting worse, then they can, they can stop in what they're, they're covering, right? So uh, let's just say, let's use a really simple example, right? Um, we'll, we'll dial it back from a big hurricane type of thing. But when we're talking about mitigating our damages, you have a, um, an ice maker in your refrigerator and that ice maker has a line in it and that line starts leaking and you notice that line starts leaking because you have damage to your floor and you need to and it's such significant damage to your floor because you didn't recognize that it was happening because it was just dripping down and, and dripping under the subfloor so it went on and on and on and you notice it and it's you know tens of thousands of dollars of damage and you go hey I need to open an insurance claim but hey I never turned off that water, right? So it keeps dripping and dripping and dripping and dripping after you've noticed it. And it causes more and more damage. Well, your insurance company can go, uh-uh, uh-uh. We're covering that first part of the damage, but we're not car covering the second part of that damage, right? Because you recognized it, right? Yes, you may not have been able to see it at first because it was in the, under the subfloor, right? That's fine. We get it. That exists. But because after that point, you didn't turn that water off, you didn't mitigate your damage. You allowed your damage to get worse, right? And that is where you'll end up in, not in trouble, but you won't end up getting everything covered, right? So that's, that's really an important piece to consider. So as you're going through and looking at what you have going on, look at it and go, what can I do to stop the damage from getting worse than it is right now? 
Now, look, the reality is if you have four feet of water in your house and there's nowhere for that water to go, what can you do? I, honestly, I don't know. Maybe you open up some doors and windows to move the water out. I, I, honestly, I, I'm not sure that there's a way to mitigate some of these things, right? But you need to be cognizant of that. So um, you know, maybe once all the water's out, if you were to just shut the house up completely, right? And all of a sudden mold's able to form, well, you've now not mitigated your damages, right? And all of that mold that's forming is not a mitigated damage, right? It's something that you're going to incur. Uh, but it, if say you leave everything open so that it gets air and mold still forms, right? Then you've mitigated your damages and they should cover it, okay? I say should because you're still dealing with an insurance company. They're, remember, your insurance company that you're paying your premiums to, right? You're paying your good hard-earned money to those premiums that insurance company wants to pay you as little as possible to repair the damage, right? They don't want to pay the full amount. They want to find a way to pay you less than the full amount or none at all, okay? So, which brings us to what happens then, right? They don't want to pay the full amount or they say, hey, it's going to cost $5,000 to fix, but you had some quotes done and it's going to cost $10,000 to fix, Number one, make sure you get all of those quotes in writing so you have them. But number two, they're going to send an adjuster out. That adjuster is going to come up with a number. Most times, most policies allow you to have your own adjuster come out. They're usually called public adjusters. They'll come out and do the estimate, do a report, and say this is what what the, the damage value is. Okay, this is what it should be. The reality is, it's a complicated process. It really is. It sounds simple. I just call up my insurance company and I tell them this is what's going on. Yeah, you need to do that, right? You, you need to let your insurance company know. But I would highly, highly, highly recommend, especially for something of this dollar value, right? Houses are usually the most expensive thing a person has, right? So if we're talking about something that's the most, most expensive thing that you have, Maybe call a lawyer first, okay? Doesn't have to be me, right? Call somebody. Now, if you do want to call me, it's 855-LAWFATHER. That's so you can get a hold of me, okay? But that's my little plug for the day. Call a lawyer, right? Call a lawyer who can walk you through the process or even, better yet, do that process for you, right? Now, you're probably going to have to give a statement to the insurance company. Fine, but you're going to be prepared for that statement. If you have a good attorney, that attorney is going to, going to prep you for that statement, right? And, and, and by prepping, I don't mean telling you to lie, right? Because we're always going to tell the truth. But by prepping, I mean explaining to you what they're going to ask, what information they're looking for, okay? It's always about telling the truth. But knowing what information they're looking for and what they're not looking for can give you the edge in what you should say and how you should say it. Okay. Uh, so that, that's a lot on the house side of things. Look, if your car was damaged, right? If you have comp and collision coverage, the collision coverage, don't worry about that. They usually come together, right? Usually if you, usually when you buy collision, you also buy comprehensive coverage. Comp is comprehensive coverage and it covers pretty much anything that happens to a car other than you getting in a car accident with it, right? The damage from a car accident. So Let's just say, oh, I don't know. A tree branch falls from a, from a tree, 
falls off a tree during a hurricane and um, smashes your roof and a big dent in your car. Okay, comprehensive coverage covers that. You have that same thing, but it breaks the windshield. Comprehensive coverage in Florida. I don't believe there's a deductible. It's covered. Free windshields in Florida. Okay, so it's really, really important to make sure that you have that so that you can get those things covered. Because I'm sure there was, you know, we don't see a whole lot of it. You know, we see the houses because that's the big thing, right? And we see all these cars that floated away. Yep, you know, that's one thing. But my guess is there's there's a decent amount of cars that had damage from, from falling limbs. So that's how you would do that. You can address that with your uh, car insurance company. So um, they wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't fall under your homeowner's claim. Uh, but start with your, your car insurance policy there for that. So that gives you a little bit of a rundown on on, on what the insurance side looks like and, and on what filing a claim looks looks like. Now, keep in mind, here's, here's one little nuanced point to this. So let's just say this. Let's say you have uh, $4,500 in damage and you have a $5,000 deductible probably doesn't, uh, let me, let me switch those, right? Let, let's make it, let's, let me change that a little bit to make it make a little bit more sense. Say you have a $5,000 deductible, but you have $5,500 worth of damage, right? So that $5,000 deductible means you have to pay $5,000 first before the insurance company pays anything. So here's what you got away, right? Is it worth making the insurance company pay the $500 right? Because you still have to come up with the other 5,000, knowing that your insurance rates could go up, you know, potentially could your insurer drop you that potentially, right? And on and on. So is that $500 worth it? Or is it worth just because you have that big deductible that you would just pay that out of pocket and, and eat that extra $500. So that is an extra consideration. I know there's a lot of considerations that go into this thing. Look, if you have any questions, if you need anything, um, also, if you wanna donate, go over to the Law Fathers Instagram page. All of that is over there. If you have questions, if you wanna reach out to me, if you want us, if you want my law firm to start on a property damage claim for you, you can hit me up with a DM on Instagram, or you can call 855-LAW-FATHER and we'll be able to help you out from there, okay? Um, it's really it's really kind of a sad and unfortunate thing that happened. I, you know, I wish we didn't have to be here today talking about that. Maybe we could be talking about, uh, you know, how terrible the Bucks looked yesterday. Um, couldn't stop uh, anybody, but, um, you know, Instead, we're talking about real life stuff, and uh, hopefully this has been educational. Hopefully this will help somebody that is in this issue right now. And, uh, you know, I, I wish everybody the best through this. I'm always here for you all. Reach on out if you need anything. 855-LAWFATHER, give me a call. Hit me up on Instagram uh, if you want. If you send me a, a DM, I do try to respond to every single one of those. Okay, uh, that is the show for today right here in the new Law Father Studios. I will throw this out because some of you are watching this on videos. If you see behind me, right, we don't have much of a backdrop. So uh, looking for somebody to maybe do some artwork, some Law Father artwork back here, okay? So if you know anybody, hit me up on Instagram for that as well. That is the show for today. Law Father out.
I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.